0: Do you want us to keep producing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there? If so, there's a way you can help. If you enjoy this show, please consider donating to help us pay for the cost of making it available. You can do so by using the PayPal link in the description of the podcast or on social media sites where we post it. Even a small donation would help. Thanks in advance, and Go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host, George Templeton, talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George.
1: Thank God the Rams won, but I was hoping to say that they were ready for Orlando after this game, and I can't say that. Welcome to Rams Rewind, live here in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group out there in podcast land. If you like what you hear and you want to help us out, shoot us some dinero. There is a link to our PayPal in the description on Podbean and your other various podcast platforms. We appreciate all the support you gave us last year. We appreciate the support you give us this year. It's a big Saturday. Let me tell you how I'm rolling here before we get started. On the tablet is DCU volleyball in the semifinals against Loyola. I think it's nineteen to eighteen Loyola in set one. Rams are playing well. They're fighting hard. So let's go late let's go, ladies, in the volleyball semifinals, see if they can knock off Loyola and get in the final against all conquering Davidson. That's down in Davidson, North Carolina to play in that. And because uh, because it's because it's the Commonwealth, I've got my I've got oh excuse me. And because of a ten brethren, I've got my uh, Northwestern Rhode Island, uh, which the last I saw Rhode Island was down a dozen in the second half to Northwestern. Uh, that's our that's this conference's second crack at uh, at playing uh, at at playing uh, Northwestern. Dayton played them and gave them a game, but ultimately fell short. Whew! What a what a what a game! It was a throwback. This was a rock fight. This was. This was the way we had to win so often uh, under under Mike Rhodes, and we had to do it here because offensively it was at times it was just sheer brutality to watch it. You know, VC wins the game thirty nine percent, Satan Seattle thirty three percent. We only have VCU makes makes only twenty three percent of their field goals, and they actually had to get hot at the end to do that because they were about. Two for 15 or 16. So I think they made three of their last six threes in this game. And that was huge. And of course, Pat, that's going to lead us to Toby Lamal. And even though he's not the high scorer, he ends up being the guy we got to talk about first. Seattle, by the way, they had to warm up in the second half a little bit. They made four of 11 in the second half, which is not too bad to get to 25%. Um, yeah, they they are. Yeah, that's that's true, Dan. They've been down. That's a great stat. Get. Dan Gantay is saying they've been. Uh, has either led or been tied for sixty three minutes and forty five seconds? But excuse me, they've been behind for sixty three minutes, forty five seconds, and under forty percent. Uh, and yet they're three and one. They are figuring it out. But I have to say, you know, that offense was so good in the second half against Radford that I thought, okay, these taking taken a step forward. This was a step. That today because, God, Moses. That long stretch that was snapped by the wall first of two back-to-back threes. That long stretch was absolutely horrendous. I mean, they, they couldn't get the ball inside. They couldn't get any kind of a drive. Every drive was into a body or into a blind alley. I mean, it was painful to watch in the middle part of that second half. And when it got to 51-44, Seattle, I got to tell you, I thought it was just about too late. Then there comes Toby Wall hitting that 1-3, which was a no-no-yes shot. And then setting up in the corner, and that was a great possession hitting that 3. Absolutely massive. And I got to tell you, it kind of blows my mind that Zeb Jackson had 20 points. Because golly, he had some, he had one quick trigger 3 he made. But most of his three point attempts were not really good shots. Uh, but you also but you give him credit. Eight for eight from the foul line, kids. And that's the thing. I said it at the under four. VCU being able to get to the line, because I think at that point, the next Seattle foul put him in the double bonus. VCU getting to the foul line was gonna make the difference. Unfortunately, right after I said that, Shoga missed the front end of a one and one, so uh and that could have cost him. And let's give Schalber some credit. Wasn't a great game for him offensively. Missed two front ends of a 1-1, one in each half. They could have absolutely killed them. But he comes up and makes four free throws in the last minute. And that's the thing. Six out of six from the foul line in the last minute. We weren't doing that before. 13 of 15 in the second half when the money's on the line. That is so massive. That is how you close games out. They aren't winning this game if they're not hitting their foul shots. Kind of like the last game in that regard too a little bit. You know, they weren't winning that game if they weren't hitting their foul shots because foul shots are the ones that kept them in it. Daniel Carter, props to Seattle because they, they, you know, they're not only coming across the country. This is their second game without the Greek kid they had that was one of their best scorers in their first two games. And they lost to Northern Arizona, and that was a bit of a heartbreaker the way they lost that game towards the end. But they, they got to obviously do a lot better offensively than they did tonight. But I think you're seeing them start to figure it out without their really good scorer, and you got to give them credit on that score. John O'Neal, here's what I'll say about Shulga tonight. You know what Shulga didn't do? He didn't shoot them out of the game. He didn't shoot them out of the game. One thing, that team, Seattle, give them credit. They were defensively saying, we are not going to let Max Shulga beat us. You know, they certainly wouldn't know about him given that he played in that part of the country the last three years. Um, and, and what Max Shulga didn't do was force up terrible shots. I think there was about one or two, but outside of that, not much. He's one for four from the field. Oh for 3 from 3. If he's 1 for 10, we get beat tonight. We get beat tonight. And Shulga, 7 assists, many of them of the absolute difficult. I mean, he's driving himself into trouble, and I'm thinking, oh, crap, Max, you're going to turn this over. And he comes up with a brilliant ass, and somebody gets a layup or a dunk, and you're just sitting there going, you know, you don't want to see him do that, but it's something the way he can – I mean, it's not quite the way Ace did it, but it's not far off how Ace used to do it. Cause sometimes you'd see that with Ace, but he was willing to get his body in weird positions because he was such a gifted passer of the ball. Shogun at least three times dribbled himself into real trouble and came up with a uh, with a fantastic pass to doggone get them get them points. It was really tremendous. I'm I'm sorry, I'm a little caught up here. VCU's got Kane Point in the first set of kids. Loyola Chicago, and they've had a bunch of chances. They didn't get it. Darn it. Um, But, you know, Matt Sholga. it's not a great game, John O'Neill, but it's it's a winning game in this sense. He makes the free throws at the end when we actually got to have him. Seven assists, two turnovers. You take that every time. You know, if if it's not going to be Zeb, and it wasn't Zeb tonight, Zeb didn't have any assists tonight. Um, then then Max has got to be the one that gets the assists, and that's the way it is. You know, other nights it'll be reversed. You know, Zeb, Zeb might have seven points and seven assists. And uh, and and Shulga has twenty. Um and you know, we've gone this long, we haven't talked about Zeb Jackson. I had no idea that he was gonna have twenty points. Uh, I I've had no earthy idea that he had twenty points. I mean, I it just it and it just stuck up on me. I mean It's the the sneaky, except for that big three he hit uh, in the second half, It felt like the quietest 20 points ever, but he's got 26 boards, only the two turnovers. Um, DC only had 14 turnovers, which is not great, but that's not terrible either. Uh, You know, there have been a lot of games the last five, six years where we would have said 14 turnovers, we'll settle for that. That's okay. So, you know, let's let's praise uh, Zeb. And again, talk about efficiency. 20 points on only 11 shots. You know, that is tremendous. You know, that's the most shots on the team. Schumacher, uh, Williamson, and Tyson all took more than that. Schumacher, they totally clamped him in the first half. Second half, he got going. And, you know, fair play to him. He still ends up 4-15. You know, show this defense. He had a couple of tough moments. But in general, when you're holding Schumacher to 4-15... for Bison was hollering early. He ended up four for fourteen. I mean, they did a they did a job on them. What happened with Wheeler, Jason Hutto? I I almost missed it. I had to look at it two times. I mean, I guess that was a worse elbow than what it looked. Because it looked like he got him with his elbow, but it wasn't. It was. I didn't think it was in t- as intentional as they thought it was. And they threw his butt out of the game. And oh, let's talk about Fermine. And wall and Kiwani, who had to hold the fort. You think about the way Kobe Williamson dominated them in the first half down low. They got to hold the fort. Williamson's killed them in the first half. And you got foul trouble. For me and wall each got, ended up with four fouls. And they still played really good defense. And they still came up with the goods that they needed. To, they needed to come up with. And came up with the defensive stands they needed to come up with. I'm so proud of the two of them. I'm so proud of the two of them. Um, Doug Nines, you're right. Doug Nines says, I think we are still looking for an identity, not sure what the hell team we are. Yes, and and admittedly, part of this issue is not having Bamasil and not sure you're going to have him. Because remember, he played in the Black and Gold game. He's been practicing. So I think that's that's one issue. The other issue is no Barrystow because again he was part of the preseason. You, you don't legislate for him getting hurt, non-contact injury, and all that. That's you know that's a tough one too. So that's part of it. Um. Uh, so yeah, you know I think that's right, but I think there are some reasons for it. The problem is I thought. In that third game, in the game against Radford, that they were starting to find that, that they were starting to find that that uh, identity. And they took a big step back today. Um, okay. Jason, I know you had two questions. One, our three point shooting was absolutely terrible until late part of the second half. They were 5 of 22. That's 23%. Points of the paint, they won that 24 22. And I think they would have been fairly well behind in that in the first half but I might be wrong I'm gonna look at that right now points in the paint in the first half they were where is it oh no they were actually doing good in, in, in the first half so actually Seattle did a much better job after the second half it was 18 to 10 and they did Doug hards that is correct they they absolutely collapsed the paint uh so actually it was pretty it was a pretty good it was it was a pretty good defensive plan by them they were not going to let Shulga beat them just fair enough. that's the right thing to do as well there so I you know'm I'm, I'm gonna give them their praise on that uh, but man, this this is this was a gut check in a lot of ways and you've got to give them credit for it. You've got to give them credit for it, but it's a bit of a step back in terms of I was really hoping that they would win. they would win convincingly tonight and as a result, we would be sitting there saying, bring on Orlando, let's go. Iowa State, we're coming for you. I was really hoping to say that, and I can't say that because there were, there were some serious issues on offense tonight. But let's say this. We've always enjoyed good defensive basketball around here. Something I love about our fans is that, we, that our fans know the game well enough, understand the game well enough, uh, that that they're not going to be put off by a team that can play some d- defense. VCU played some defense tonight. That with some of the some of the stops they were getting, and quite literally in the second half, those back to back threes that got Seattle up seven, those were really and that was and that was just a case of not getting their hands up. Uh, the, 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 it's not as if they were playing terrible defense on those possessions. They just didn't get their hands up, and that was tough. And Tom going at Loyola won that first set. Dang. Um, we were 5-22, Jason Lotto, from three. And John O'Neill. thank you for bringing up Jason Nelson. Now, let me, let me tell you something. Jason Nelson, I love the kid, and here's why. You know, he didn't, he really, I mean, he got, he got, he had no shots in the first half. You know, plays 13 minutes, doesn't get a shot in the first half. Um, You know, he's not getting all the opportunities that he was getting the other night. Does he pop? Does he get down? Does he dog it on one side of the floor? No. He's giving you great effort on defense, and he's staying mentally in the game so that when the moment comes, he makes a big shot, and that three he made was huge. Jason Nelson, that is championship mentality. And I love that. You know, staying in the game, just because you're not getting the offense you want, keeps plugging away. Keep trying to get to the right spot, and eventually it might break your way. It broke his way tonight. Uh, great job by Jason Nelson tonight. Uh, fantastic. Let's see here. They were they won the rebounds. I'd say yeah. VCU was plus four on the rebounds, minus one on offensive rebounds, minus one on second chance points. That's that's not terrible at all. Uh, that's not going to be a bother to me. One of the other issues they had, they were pretty good on that. They didn't give up any fast break points on so transition defense. A plus. They were 6-0 at halftime, and they just could they needed to get some more transition opportunities. And the few they had in the second half weren't very good. Well, again, Doug Hines, I'm not I'm not sure about the three-headed monster of Shulga Jackson and Nelson because I I am worried about, about bigger teams causing us an issue with Nelson on the floor. I think the other thing I'm worried about is. I really love Nelson's game off the bench. I mean, because he still gets the the minutes. He gets 26 minutes tonight. I I feel like Nelson gives us something that we need off the bench. And the funny thing is, we didn't get it in the first half, and we didn't even get it in the first part of the second half. But it came there at the end of the game when we absolutely absolutely had to have it. Uh, want to want to praise want to praise uh Phillips. Even though he didn't play a lot tonight, he had a couple of really good defensive efforts in there. And that layup, I don't know how he made that layup because his body looked like it was turned the wrong way. And somehow he got that in there. Uh let's see. Uh Jackson 20.6 sports. Uh Jason Lotto. Uh Zeb Jackson, which again, I I when they said he had 20 points, I was shocked. Honestly, I was shocked. Um, you know. I, I I, I, could, I could see that argument with Schultz, but that's the thing. We've had, we remember, Zeb Jackson's had games where he's had eight assists. Either of these guys can take the point. Either of these guys can take the point and run the offense. I think it's just going to be a question of, you know, who's defending them and how they're being defensed, and then it's a question of, you know, just how the game flows. I think you don't have to have, in this case, you, you don't have to say, you know, Make Jackson play off the ball and let Max be the point guard all the time. I don't think you have to do that, and it's an advantage. It is an advantage. Um, Michael Bell unfortunately struggled from the field again. I thought this might be the night that he'd get off a little bit. I think they tried to get him. I think they absolutely tried to do that, and he had some tough shots and some tough misses. But he played some great defense again, Michael Bell. And I want to praise him for that. He's five boards, not bad either. Sh- you know, sh- shoulder. Seven points, seven boards, seven assists. That's stuff in the stat sheet. What a night that is from Max Gialgio. Yo, we wouldn't have had a lot of steals. I don't know if we had anybody. Uh, I don't know if we had anybody that had uh, a lot of steals for us tonight. I don't think we would have had a lot. No. Only person that had uh, uh, two steals. Well, that's weird. I don't think that's. I'm not sure that's right. So, wouldn't have had a lot of steals, steals tonight. But, you know, great job rebounding the basketball for me game line, nine rebounds, he just missed a double-double, eight points, nine boards, and again, one of the things I did like is that, by and large, you know, we had some some bad shots at the end of the shot clock, and there were a few possessions where we forced it with some quick trigger threes, but we're not seeing what we saw in game one, which was everybody just firing it up as soon as it got in their hand. We're not seeing guys pressed And and press on offense and trying too hard and short circuiting the offense because they're so worried because they haven't scored yet and that's good that's really really good and I just I I want to praise this team for that because that's again that's playing smart that's playing with the right mentality and I think we're seeing that from from these Rams is you know they don't let they haven't except for the McNeese State game they haven't really let it get to them. If they're not if things are not going perfectly. And I think that's the way you gotta be, is that you've got to try to stay in the context of the offense. You have to try to stay, you know, active and energetic on defense, even when your offense isn't producing, because you gotta trust that it's gonna come to you at, at a certain point, and you gotta trust your teammates to get the ball to you in the right spots when they can't. So I love that. I love that part. Oh, uh, the other big concern coming out of this game is Roosevelt Wheeler, who gets kicked out of the game for the elbow. I, I actually didn't think it was that bad on first reading, on first look. I kind of thought I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was intentional. So I was surprised it was a flagrant two and not a flagrant one. Um, but Wheeler struggles, and he struggled all three games. And I don't know what the way out of it is. Some of it is lack of playing time because. It's been hard to get Fermine and the wall off the floor as well as they're playing. Yeah, I mean, this would have been a night for that because both of them had foul trouble. We could have seen a lot of Wheeler tonight. Unfortunately, he gets kicked out. So that's a concern that he's not got to grips with everything yet. But I'm going to, again, I'm hoping he's going to shake it off and he'll, he'll show us something in Orlando. So that was the other big concern I'll walk i walk out of this game with. But i walk out of this game... I wish we'd have played better, and I wish I, I wish I was more excited uh, for the Orlando tournament, given how we've played. But I will say this. This team has got some middle toughness. This team has got some championship mentality. You know, th- this team is going to do the right things a lot more often than they do the wrong things. And you know what? They, they're going to have to improve on a few things if they want to do well in Orlando. But those kind of traits and characteristics will get you far, especially when you got talent and they've got talent. So I want to praise them for that, and I want to praise, praise the coaching staff for instilling them in that and getting them together on, the, on that score. And again, we're still waiting on Joe Bamisil. We know Bear Stone, Sean Barristone's going to be back at some point. You know, that may change the calculus in a positive way for VCU. That's my hope. So... The big thing, the biggest takeaway for me is making those big free throws down the stretch because we, you know, we've had our struggles with that. Win it, winning rebounds again—that's good. You know, not getting crushed on the offensive boards again. Minus one—that's okay. Uh, I'm not going to have an issue with that. Um, and finally, finding some cohesive offense at the end of the game when we needed to. Because look, this team. In the first, At one point, when they got down seven and I looked at the box score, they were about two for 10 or 11, and they had no assists. So they made either six out of 12 or six out of their last 11 shots and assisted on three of them. And that's, that's the thing. This, this is going to be – they're going to be all right, and they may even be really good eventually, in part because they're not relying – on just great individual scoring plays. Yes, they had some of those tonight, but they're not relying on that. They are running, they are getting uh they are getting baskets out of the offense when they when they need to at times. They are looking for each other. They are playing as a team uh at times. Not as good as we want, but they are. And that's that's the key. That's the key. So they get to three and one. That's where we wanted to be after being all on one against McNeast. It's three wins in a row. Again, Seattle's going to be a good team. They're going to get, they're going to get one of their injured players back. Seattle's going to be a threat in that Western Athletic Conference. So, you know, we'll wish them well the rest of the season. So now it's Orlando. It's Orlando. Thanksgiving Day, Friday, Saturday. I would be on Press Row. Um and we have an extra spend, like I say, we will have the normal pods live here in the Good and the Bad and the Ugly group, whether we do it at press row, whether we have to go into some room somewhere to do it, you know, we'll see how we'll work all that stuff out. We've got an extra special pod that we're going to record and then release later and maybe some other stuff, depends on who's down there and who wants to talk and all that business. So it's Iowa State, and I'll admit I have not gotten a good look at them yet, so I'm going to try to do that. Uh, I'm gonna try to see if they got any, had any ESPN Plus games, and watch those, uh, and get a good look at them, and see what they're all about as we get ready for this tournament. Then it's either Tech or Boise State, uh, and then we'll see about day three who it's gonna be on the Sunday. the uh, The Thursday day is 5:30, so you know, you know, get your get all your Turkey Day stuff done, get your dinner, eat. Don't have too much turkey and have the trick the fan knock you out so that you can't watch this game. I'm looking forward to all of you in the group who are coming to Orlando. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to meet you. Break bread, have a drink or two. Watch some games with you, maybe up in the stands, you know, when VC when is not playing and if you're in the stands, that kind of thing. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. Can't wait to see all you folks out there. And those of you who aren't, Maybe there'll be another time for all that, Uh, but I'm looking forward to it, and even though they're not as ready for this tournament as I'd like to be, again, maybe those surprises, you know, going into that battle for Atlantis, uh, they, they had some performances that weren't that great, and they went there and beat Syracuse and then played two nationally ranked teams great. And nearly came, you know, nearly came close to beating at least one or maybe even both of them. So they got it in them. They absolutely have it in them to perform like that in Orlando. And hopefully they'll do better than that. Hopefully they'll win a couple games or at least get into the winner's side of the bracket again like they were able to with the Battle Forward Lakers. So thank you all for listening. Remember the good, the bad, the ugly group where we keep track on our non-conference opponents Friday night. Last night was really tough uh, for for the A10. We do the A10 brethren. Uh, Tales from the non conference will be starting up uh, probably at the end of next week. Uh, we keep a trap on our other teams at D.C.U. and as I speak right now, D.C.U. who should have won that first set didn't. Are up twelve to six in the second set on Loyola. That is on ESPN Plus for those of you who have it, and we'll certainly uh, be having our eye on that. As well, let's see what's Rhode Island doing. Let me check on the uh oh that game is over. So I'll check the final score real quick. Uh just give me a second. Rhode Island's down, so I'm not too confident that they came back one. Uh let's see here. One second. Sorry about that. But yeah, it looked like Northwestern uh took down uh took uh, down the Kingston Rams uh in that ge- in that game up at the Hall of Fame tip off. So Let's see here, seventy-two, sixty-one. Northwestern wins. So uh, first loss for the Rhode Island Rams, unfortunately for them. That's what we do in the group. Plus these live videos, you know, when when my schedule allows it. Of course, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for all the comments in the uh, in the game thread and in the video. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening out there and podcast land. Uh, we will talk to you again next time. Have a good night, everybody.
0: To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.